Welcome to the May edition of the Crossroads podcast. I'm John Burke, America's editor for information. Joining me today on the program is Anthony Phillips, uh, the regional managing director for John Lang in North America, uh, Jeffrey Manning, managing director of Cone Resident Capital, and Lindsay Gorel, CEO and director of Core Power. Uh, we're going to be covering a wide range of uh, topics today. Uh, in the infrastructure space, ranging from core to uh, good old battery storage. Uh, Anthony, we start with you first. Um, again, thanks for coming on today's program. Uh, it's obviously been a uh, busy uh, couple of uh, months for uh, John Lang, uh, particularly in North America. And globally, um, John Lang announced earlier today that um, uh, Ben Luma's former form of infrared capital partners agreed to be the CEO of the company starting in a couple of weeks, uh, actually next week. Um, and uh, in North America, um, you guys have also uh, brought in uh, a communications infrastructure banker and Sebastian Caputo. Uh, and then uh, publicly too, in the last couple of days, uh, there was the announcement of that uh, newer deal with the uh, automated fare collection system P3 in Boston. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks for coming on today's program, Anthony. I wonder if you would, uh, First off, uh, sort of walk through uh, what's your overview on um, the economic stimulus so far as it pertains to COVID-19. And do you think even after a couple rounds here, it'll eventually involve some uh, sort of infrastructure funding? Well, great to join you today, John. And uh, as you know, John Lang's a uh, strong supporter of information news in North America and across the globe. Uh, and I hope all that uh, information and uh, your subscribers are, are keeping health, uh, healthy and safe in these difficult times. Um, in terms of the stimulus response, um, you know, I guess what we would say is that, you know, it's been fast and it's been big, uh, you know, so far over $2.7 trillion in economic stimulus has been enacted through uh, three phases, you know, the largest of which um, is, the, is the CARES Act. Um, and, you know, th this is a much larger uh, injection than the stimulus provided back in 2009, you know, and it provides um, uh, you know, wide-ranging relief to individuals, businesses, and local government. Um, you know, not, notwithstanding the uh, massive stimulus measures to date, you know, unemployment has um, has now reached levels that, uh, you know, we haven't seen in a very long time. And, you know, states and cities are, are facing extreme budgetary pressures, you know, due to declining revenues. Um, in terms of infrastructure, well, you know, the, the current administration has consistently expressed uh, a, a strong desire for infrastructure reform. Um, you know, we absolutely believe that infrastructure investment is a proven tool that government can use for sustainable and uh, meaningful job creation, uh, as well as stimulating the economy. Um, so, yes, you know, we, we are hopeful that uh, increased infrastructure investment uh, plays its part in the recovery effort. Um, you know, for, for this to happen, the third P in P3 is critical, partnership. Um, you know, the public and private sectors will need to work together and tailor solutions which will have the most impact, you know, both in the short term during the crisis and then uh, post-crisis. Post and that, that leads directly to um, 
of course, John Lang, if you could maybe walk us through what your overall strategy is going to be for the rest of the year. Sure. And just touching on uh, the earlier comment on our new CEO. So as we uh, announced today, we, we confirmed Ben Looms um, after a comprehensive search and you know, absolutely delighted to have secured such a highly qualified and, and capable candidate. Um, in terms of our strategy for North America uh, for, the, for the rest of the year, um, you know, John Lang's purpose, you know, really is about creating value for, for all stakeholders through development, investing, and active management of, of, of infrastructure, you know, which, which really seeks to respond to public needs um, and improve the lives of local communities. So our, our strategy is really driven by what we see as the key drivers for new infrastructure, you know, population growth, urbanization, role of data in societies and uh, and climate change um, so uh, you know as a greenfield investor you know with over 150 projects under our belt to date um, including many in large-scale projects here in North America you know we'd, we'd like to think uh, you know we're well positioned to to, to respond to uh, to infrastructure challenges from, from government um, but to put this in the US context you know we're, we're really focused on four areas you know firstly major transportation and social P3s. You know, after a fairly subdued 2019 in terms of new projects to the market, you know, we, we have seen an uptick in activity earlier this year uh, with the new availability-based uh, projects such as the, uh, the SR400 in Georgia, uh, Aloha Stadium in Hawaii, and, uh, you know, the Sepulveda Pass in L.A., you know, as well as uh, some major transit schemes in, in Canada. Um, you know, so, so far these, you know, that these procurements remain broadly on track. Um, secondly, uh, managed lanes. So, you know, we do believe that managed lanes represent an attractive solution to ease congestion, you know, particularly in densely populated and growing cities. And, you know, on the back of our investments in Manage lanes projects in North Carolina and Virginia. You know, we, we are committed to the sector, uh, which we expect to expand, and you know, are actively pursuing the the Maryland Manage lanes program. You know, thirdly, uh, communications infrastructure. And you referred to our, our recent appointment. Um, you know, which, which really was in response to what um, you know we see to, uh, or expect to be a rapidly expanding need, uh, particularly given the the current situation. So. Uh, by bringing in Sebastian, we've bolstered our team um, uh, in, in, in the U.S. communications infraspace and uh, actively exploring a range of both publicly and privately procured opportunities. Uh, finally, uh, energy transition is the other area for us. And, you know, th these are two areas that we're really two areas within this that we're exploring. The first is energy efficiency and in particular uh, the U.S campus energy solutions, you know, which has been an emerging sector, uh, as well as uh, transportation decarbonisation. So, for example, electric buses and uh, supporting infrastructure around that. Interesting. Uh, so let's talk about, um, again, what the, the, the telecom space, um, you know, in general, I think we've observed so far and the first and second quarter that um, fiber and towers are very defensible at the moment. They've been executed. Um, there has been some uh, 
a uh, there was a Canadian uh, RFP I think recently for broadband, and that's augmented by um, yesterday's or sorry earlier this week's news about the FCC uh, looking at a, a nine billion dollar rural in infrastructure fund. Um, that there, there's now sort of the the other the third P as you pointed out to that's uh, showing up quite considerably uh, in uh, telecom as as a highly defensible space. Um, how do you um, how are you viewing solely uh, John Ling's uh, role in this, and and what sort of subsectors are you going to look to um, to expand in this area? Yeah, so you know, at John Lang, you know, we we do have a a flexible business model, uh, which we believe you know allows us to transfer our skills and and experiences into uh, into new sectors such as uh, you know such, such as broadband, and um, you know, really really our approach is you know we're, we're not shifting away from um, a particular risk profile or, or risk demand. You know, it's it's actually it's actually quite quite the opposite. Um, and I think earlier this year we, we made the strategic decision not to pursue new investments in the wind and solar space, um, but you know to absolutely clarify, uh, we're committed to energy uh, transition uh, to address climate change, but looking at new and adjacent sectors around that, uh, which I referred to uh, re referred to earlier. Um, so you know our approach really is uh, in looking at new sectors uh, is to ensure that. You know the risks uh, are fully understood, understood, and that the returns are adjusted. Um, you know, adjusted accordingly. Um, you know, I think uh, at John Lang, you know, we've, we've been fortunate to uh, you know have delivered some of the, the largest and most com complex uh, projects in North America, uh, particularly in the transportation space and, and and around the world. So, you know, projects like uh, the Denver Eagle, the Managed Lanes projects. Um, and you know, working closely with um, you know our delivery partners who are, are, are truly market leaders, and you know these relationships are absolutely uh, absolutely key to us. Um, so again, you know, I, I think we, um, uh, in terms of profile of new asset classes, um, you know, really what our focus is to ensure that um, you know the that the risks are fully understood, um, and so that we're making appropriate investment decisions. Okay, thanks for that. Um, are there any uh, live projects you'd like to um, update us on? Sure. So, um, you know, a few days ago, uh, the North Carolina Department of Transit uh, Transportation uh, released their, their broadband, uh, rural broadband project, and uh, you know that the DOT-sponsored broadband projects have, um, you know, have, have suffered a few setbacks in in the last couple of years. Um, so we see uh, the launch of a new uh, DOT-sponsored project as as really positive, um, but not only in terms of uh, a new type of P3 procurement model, um, but also very timely, uh, given the the wide-ranging issues with broadband connectivity in many rural parts of the of the country and, and dealing with, with with the current crisis. Yeah, um, you mentioned some of those uh, setbacks um, that we've certainly covered before. What I noticed about this one was their willingness to be a lot more open about their method of procurement, whereas they were asking uh, responders for different options, uh, ranging from DBFOM uh, and, and on downward to potentially a, a DB. 
Um, and I'm kind of wondering if that was a little bit of a response to what happened in Pennsylvania, uh, where they had siloed themselves into a DBFOM. Um, they wound up blowing the project up about a year ago and, you know, turning it into a year and a half ago, sorry, and turning it into two smaller DB projects. I'm just wondering uh, sort of what your uh, thoughts were uh, with respect to this. Sure. Well, you know, we, we think it's really important for the private sector to provide the authority with the information that it needs to, um, you know, to make the right decision as to what the what the best procurement solution for the project is. Uh, and, you know, from our perspective, we'd, we'd much prefer that that decision is made as early in the process as possible. So, you know, we, we fully support the approach that's being taken here. Okay, well, Anthony, that's... Uh about ends our part of the program. Thanks for so much for coming on today. Appreciate it. Uh, hope you can do it again down the road. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great. From infrastructure, we shift over to battery storage. Uh, Jeff, Lindsay, thanks for getting on the program today. Uh, Jeff, I wonder if you could just kick us off and just talk to us a little bit about um, Cone Resnick's battery uh, platform in battery storage and renewables, and, and then we'll sort of go from there. Terrific, John, and thank you very much for inviting us to participate because um, within the infrastructure discussion, um, batteries and um, energy storage um, plays a major role in a number of applications. Um, the, the Cone Resnick Capital uh, story is we are a leading investment bank in the renewable energy space, wind, solar, and storage. We are the FINRA licensed affiliated investment bank of Cone Resnick, which is one of our nation's largest assurance and consulting firms. And over the last five years, the investment bank has uh, executed nearly $21 billion in transactions. Um, in addition to renewable energies, we also support Cone Resnick's restructuring and dispute resolution practice, um, which I think will be fairly busy in the next couple of 